2023 comes to a close today. And I can tell you, Ranger fans do not want this year to end. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Baseball fans, welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you don't believe me, how could I have a lower third where I claim my name is Sully? I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for over a decade now. And when the calendar page flips over tomorrow... It will be my fifth, no, my sixth year as a host of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter or whatever it's called now. And on Instagram, I'm your pal Simon Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And in case you're wondering, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And if you're listening to us every day this year and every day next year, is what the next year starts tomorrow, make sure to put on the hashtag EverydaySully. All right. He's been in the waiting room too long. You know, 2023 will be remembered for many things in baseball, for many moments in baseball. It was a pretty entertaining season. It was a pretty, there was certainly great moments in the postseason, but for one fan base, they don't want to hear it from anyone. This was their year, the year they've been waiting for their whole lives. And I figured what better way to finish 2023 then with a member of Ranger Nation, oh, I'm sorry, World Series champion Ranger Nation, Bryce Patrick, where are you? I'm going to bring you on board right now. There you are. How you doing, Bryce? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. No, every single show since the World Series, I've been making sure to mention the Rangers are World Series champs about 11 times a show, I think, is my is my minimum. And, you know, I'm just going to keep doing that until until they aren't because the Rangers are 2023 reigning World Series champions. And boy, does it feel good. Uh, You have you have your banner already up there. I do. I do. It was the only thing that I've bought myself. I saved um, my Christmas presents uh, to be given to me uh, by my my family. I, I figured I'd, I'd let them have some stuff to give me. Um, so, but yeah, that's that's the one thing I wanted to make sure to get up that banner. And so the the 2010 um, AL pennant is behind me now. Um, yeah. And you know, in so many ways, that's so poetic. It would have been more poetic <laughs> if if it was the 2011 and said. 2011 is behind me now. Um, <laughs> this is a really special World Series year. I have to say, uh, when I got to the point where I didn't really have a dog in the fight in the postseason, and I just I said many times on the podcast, if I can't have my team in, then I want to see one of two things, an all-time great World Series or a generational moment. 
and we got a generational moment. I, I for people who aren't Ranger fans, you don't understand the kick to the groin that Ranger fans have had for generations, and they haven't had the publicity of the Red Sox or the Cubs or other teams that have been uh, that have had heartbreaking situations. But the Rangers fans have gone through a lot of heartbreak, and this was a year that. Let's face it, a lot of us didn't think it was going to happen, and some of us didn't think it was going to happen in 2023. Yeah, a lot of us, I mean, even myself included, there were a lot of times where I myself doubted the 2023 Texas Rangers. This this was the the most just high and low team, and, you know, they don't, they don't get the national publicity. I mean, from 2010 to 2016, they were one of the best franchises in all baseball, but since 2017, they've been... Bad. mediocre to irrelevant to bad i mean yeah, for the most part someone lost team <clears throat> two years ago yeah i mean thankfully they've only lost 100 games once i guess twice in franchise history since moving to texas uh, unlike some other teams that needed to lose a whole bunch of games for many many years in order to be good but the rangers their turnaround happened so quick it, it almost didn't have time to register of how fast it was and so for a team that had had so many uh you know forgotten by many people but not for rangers fans just tragic moments in the 2011 world series the you know 2010 world series wasn't tragic but it was still painful 2015 and 16 losses in the alds to the blue jays the 2012 just historic divisional collapse losing it with uh josh josh hamilton ocular keratitis and losing the first ever one game wild card game uh to the orioles like it was just there have been a lot of bad moments for this franchise that people just kind of forget about. And now none of them matter anymore, right. which is just a beautiful thing. That, I mean, I, I was always thinking that throughout my life, the Rangers always had very good players on their team. And, and a lot of hall of fame pitchers passed through Texas, not just Nolan Ryan, but Fergie Jenkins and Burt Blylevin and Gaylord Perry all found their way through Texas in one way, shape or another. They always had MVP candidates on their team whether it was, you know, going to the seventies with Jeff Burroughs, but also, you know, Ruben Sierra never won the MVP, but he probably could have in 1989, you know, Juan Gonzalez won back to won two MVPs in three years. Most people forgot that even happened. Pudge Rodriguez, you know, when A-Rod was there, you know, winning the MVP there, they had some wonderful teams throughout the years. Uh, you know, the obvious game to pick at is 2011 when they were one strike away from winning in back-to-back innings Mm -hmm. and and to have the you know double barrel collapses i mean that's just that was grotesque and became a game that you know for range you know as a red Sox fan i'm familiar with them replaying all the the horrible moments They, they you can't do a montage of recent great world series without nelson cruz leaping and the ball over his head and everything like that the the 2012 team, I think, is from an outsider because that year I thought they were like, okay, enough of this. We're just going to – this is our year now. And for – until about September 8th – I mean, no, it's the hell with that. Until the last week of the season, I thought this team's winning the World Series. This team's winning the World Series. And they didn't win the freaking division. And that, that collapse to Oakland – was was I think a, one of those staggering moments, and then 
that and of course the next year they lose a one game elimination. I mean, like there were so many times that was this close to being a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And that 2012 team, I mean, I really think that that might be the best Rangers team ever. I mean, the offense in 2011 was just insane. Like people forget about Mike Napoli going absolutely mm-hmm. nuclear for a couple of years for the Rangers. <clears throat> I mean, that was a year of like everybody and their mother was like fantastic in 2011. But 2012, I mean, they added you Darvish that year. That was his first year in the big leagues. And he was solid. They had Matt Harrison, who was really, really good that year. Derek Holland was solid. Colby Lewis was always a solid contributor. And the bullpen was just locked out. I mean, Joe Nathan is the closer, uh, you know, saving 37 games. Mike Adams, Tanner Shepard was okay that year. But I mean, Robbie Ross and Alexi Ogando, like that was a really good team. And I believe it was, no, it wasn't. uh, I mean, Natalia Feliz was, was going to be like the savior he was the the closer in 2010 and 2011 mm-hmm. but he was a starter for so much of his career and he was holding like 90 like upper 90s through five innings in double a but they needed him as a closer in 2010 and 2011 they did that they tried to convert him back to being a starter that year and he had tommy john surgery that year and he was just never ever the same i mean he pitched 42 and two-thirds innings that year and had a, an era just north of three and he was really really good as a starter and then it just never quite came back to him and things just kind of really went off the rails from there for him by the way i'm not going to go to a whole what if with the rangers i may talk with this but i think one of the most underappreciated ranger um sort of alternate universe was if they had a adequate bullpen in 1996 not only would they have beaten the yankees but the Joe Torre era probably would have been over in one year. Joe Torre's managerial regime in New York would have lasted one season. Because remember the Rangers behind John Burkett and Juan Gonzalez won game one of that series in 96 against the Yankees. This was coming off of the collapse, the Yankees collapsing against the Mariners year before that cost Buck Showalter's job. Torre came in. No one really knew what to make of him. The Rangers beat the snot out of the Yankees in game one. And we're up four to one in the third inning of game two. And I remember being in New York thinking like, God, the Rangers, they're going to sweep them. And they had a lead in the eighth inning. The bullpen collapsed and the Yankees won that next innings. The Rangers had a 2-1 lead in the ninth inning and decided to let Darren Oliver try to finish the game. He lets up two runs. Uh, they wound up losing that game. And in game four, the Rangers were up 4 nothing in the third when uh, Pavlik collapsed, but if two of those games went the Rangers' way, I'll give them one bullpen collapse. If two of them went their way, the Rangers win that series, and the Joe Torre era is over like that, and maybe Johnny Oates and the likes of, we do think about some of the people who are on that team, like Pudge Rodriguez and Juan Gonzalez and Will Clark and mm-hmm. Rusty Greer, you know, and um, what's it, Dean Palmer. You know, all yeah. them. Would Dean have... Palmer had a great year that year. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, I think about because the other times they played the Yankees, the Yankees just took them to the woodshed. But in that year, the Rangers had the upper hand in every one of the games. And you know, but do you know what? That's all. That's all past. That's the beauty of this for you. You can you can even watch those clips now. It doesn't matter. That's all erased. They pulled a Men in Black and, went, and sort of flashed them right out of your head. Do you know why? Because you will always, always, always have twenty twenty three.
Say it with me. You only have a few 2023 more hours left. World Series World Series champion Texas Rangers. God, it's beautiful. It's beautiful for you. And let me just tell you something. We are going to, when we come back, we're going to go over some of the things we learned from this year and see how much of that we can retain moving forward to 2024. Hey, as the calendar page switches to the new year, it's time to remind you that's the best time to get into FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers will get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads and player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in there. Win some money through FanDuel, an official partner of the National Football League. Also, quick reminder, Lockdown has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like Bryce or hosts of the national shows like me covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Bryce Patrick, as we're having our final moments here in 2023 your favorite year in baseball history probably is this your favorite rangers team of all time yeah yeah it has to be i mean just this the ups and the downs and just them actually doing it like let alone the way that they did it which was very 2023 rangers of them of just making absolutely no sense at all being completely unpredictable having moments where they looked absolutely sensational and moments where you're like this team is gonna do absolutely nothing i mean it was as late in the season as like, you know, September where I was bemoaning in my group chat of fellow Rangers fans like they're going to waste the season that they were so good for the first three quarters of the season and they're going to poop it down down the stretch. And it's going to be so embarrassing and it's going to be so frustrating. Well, remember, but they didn't. Yeah. Now, one thing I think people should learn from this is there's a couple of things. First of all. Uh, to paraphrase the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, don't panic. The Rangers were in an absolute freefall to the point where I had a show where the, the title was Texas Fold'em. And by September 8th or 9th, the Rangers had fallen further than a game out. They were like a game and a half, two games out of a wild card spot in the middle of September. And remember, there's a point where the Mariners were in first place by themselves in uh, September. That was, a, that was a fun, like, two days. Yeah, but still, it, was like, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like in April, though. It was in September. Kids were back in school on the East Coast. And the fact that the Rangers had fallen out in mid-September, where they were beyond a game out of a wildcard spot with only a couple of games left to play, that's when you get to the point like going like a lot of things have to go our way to make this work. And I this is where having a manager who has been there and done that helps. I there, I will go to my grave saying a big part of that was you could look to the person who's who's in charge of the ship and he never gets too high, never gets too low 
And if they had someone who was panicking or someone who you look at like going, oh, this is my first year doing it. I've never even coached on any level. I'm friends with the GM. We went to Yale. Um, I, instead of going, oh, the, the guy's there is going to the Hall of Fame as a manager. We're, we're, things are going to be okay. I, I, I'm going to go to my grave saying that was a big part of why they, that, that it happened. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even the playoffs as well. I mean, <clears throat> the reason that they, after the game five ALCS loss, it was the most devastating sports loss of my life. More, more so at the time. It more, felt than more, more than 2011. Yeah. Yeah. It felt worse because I don't know any Cardinals fans. Well, I know true. way too many Astros fans. I was never going to live it down. I was yeah. like, you. I was, as soon as they got to the ALCS, I was like, great. This is a successful season. Just like hope you don't play the Astros because if you lose there, even though this is a great first step in the like immediate rebuild, like you're never going to hear the end of it ever. And it's going to be miserable. And, you know, there have been so many different times in all the different like post game shows where they're asking every Rangers player, like, was there some moment after game five where someone stepped up and gave a speech and said, you know, this is our moment we got. And they're all like, no, no, we just kind of took a day and said, wow, that sucked. All right, we'll, we'll go get him next time. And the rookies all like looked around and and saw Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and all the, the veterans just like going about the business like normal before game six. And they're like, oh, OK, so we really are just going to treat that like it's like it's just one game, even though it was like terrible and awful and what have you. OK, is that how we do things? OK, that's how we do things. And they did. And they walk into game seven like they own the place and then they own the place in yeah. game seven. The first ever a baseball playoff game that I've ever been to um, one for one. It was yeah. first time I've ever been to Houston for a baseball game in that stadium, which okay, is first. pretty, pretty great first game in, in Midway park. First lesson we have don't panic. And that means, but also don't worry too much about the histrionics. Yeah. I remember all this stuff I remember hearing, you know, uh, Jason Hayward gave this inspirational speech and that motivated the Cubs. Really, you need motivation in Game 7 of the World Series. That was the most overrated thing I've ever heard. Why have a feeling if the if Cleveland won that game, we would have heard that Mike Napoli gave a speech? Of course. But the fact that they didn't is like, yeah, just everyone calm down. We're okay. So it's, they didn't panic, but they also didn't go rah-rah. It's like, don't even. So first step, get yourself a manager who has been there, done that. Doesn't necessarily mean that you get someone with a thousand years worth of experience, but get someone there who you can look at and say, okay, this person, we're entrusting the team to someone where we don't get the sense it's their first barbecue. Um, I think another thing we've learned, the, the 2023 Rangers, we did talk about this before, but as people are going into the off season, when you have a chance to improve your team, improve your team. And the best way to turn 100 losses into a World Series title in two years is make your team better. If you have a chance to make your team better, do it. And even if it means taking a risk, you know, it was a risk to sign DeGrom and to sign Uvalde. One worked, one didn't. Take the risk. That, they both worked because the Rangers won a World Series. So therefore, for all that's eternity, true. all of the moves worked. <laughs> also, your point for on on you know signing good players when you can, it, it is it was ahead of schedule. It was it did seem very much ahead of schedule. But they looked at the next you know 
three years worth of classes of free agents and they saw the hitters that they could add and they went and they analyzed and researched which ones they could get not only like the best players but the best fit to establish a clubhouse and you know uh, an actual like you know identity for the team and they said marcus Simeon, Corey seager are those guys those are the building blocks they had a lot of good okay players uh young players that they could you know build around them and you know not as young players and Elvis garcia and jonah heim and nathaniel Lowe, but they didn't have stars they said okay well it may be a little earlier than we're not going to go win in 2022 but if we want to win the next, you know, three, four years, then these are the best guys that are going to be in the market in those couple of years. So let's go get them right now. Even if it confuses some people, it makes like sense. Me, like me, I was confused. And and um, lots of uh, lots of Rangers fans got on me for uh, a lot of Rangers fans got on me for criticizing some of the moves. And do you know what? Um I, uh, I I was wrong. I was wrong. My criticism was, was unfounded. You know, I should not have, uh, you know, I should not have, uh, I was wrong in my, I, I felt that Eovaldi wasn't going to give him a full season. I was right that I didn't think DeGrom was. I turned out to be 100% right on that. Well, Eovaldi gave I, them three quarters of a season at a postseason, so I guess that adds up to one full season. That's true. Um, what Evaldi, what Yavaldi gave them was he is a proven winner in the postseason. And once he got there, that is like it's like this is why you got him. This is why you got him. And he was everything you could ask for. And the Rangers did what the Orioles didn't. The Rangers saw a need. They made the move, bringing in Montgomery. They made some other moves as well. Obviously, Scherzer was the big, splashy move. But the one that really worked out was Montgomery. And what happened in the in the division series? The Rangers feasted on the Orioles pitching. And it became, you know, 100 wins for Baltimore moved on. You have a chance, you have a chance to have a, a major league manager? Get him. You have a chance to improve your team? Do it. And do even if things are spiraling out of control, be calm. A winning streak is right around the corner. And if you don't believe me, may I present to you the 2023 World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Again, quick reminder that Lockdowns launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 stream channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7. Covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts on Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, Bryce, as we're wrapping down New Year's, it's in, a, in a couple hours, it'll be 2024. When you think about this, besides uh, the final out, being made what's the one memory when you think about this this run what's the first hit moment that that comes to mind uh man there there are so many to choose from because this is this is such a long season honestly of so many highs and so many lows and defending that i thought this team was actually good from like 
about May 1st, I was like, no, this is a legitimately good team. I, whether they finish the season winning the AOS or not, who knows? Um, but I believe that this is actually a good team from that early on. You can go check my podcast for the receipts. But I think for me, the thing that's always going to stick out is <clears throat> is watching game seven uh, with my buddy, Matt, in Houston. Like it was just it was an all time great moment and uh, something that I will always cherish. And seeing on the big video board, I had to take several pictures of it just for posterity um, and to to tweet at uh, Astros fans who get KG in the offseason. But just saying AL champion Texas Rangers across their board in Houston was just oh, absolutely delightful. And just the the sheer like, oh, my God, this is happening. Oh, my God, this is real. This is real. Because we, we were not believing it. Even up like seven runs, it was like, okay, are we, are we sure this is going to hold? Are we sure this is going to hold with this bullpen? And it did. And it was just absolutely beautiful. By the way, another great thing about Bruce Bochy is the World Series, they were three outs away from clinching the World Series. And he had people you normally go to, but he looked up and he said, hey, the guy with a, a career 5.08 ERA and one career major league save, eh, let him finish out the series. And do you know what? He he was he saw that he was better than his stats in the postseason. And he said, let's sports finish it out. And he was the one threw the glove down and gave you your gave you I love moments. I love it when the guy who closes it out. I love it when it's a Mike Montgomery. I love it when it's a Mike Timlin. You know, someone's like going <laughs> like who? Who clinched the World Series? Josh Spores <laughs> did. Yeah, he did. And you know that five and a half ERA or five career ERA is, is definitely misleading. Like he has yes, got, yes. <clears throat> he is a guy who, when he is on, he is absolutely insanely good. He is like, I feel like a very typical reliever yeah. because like you relievers these days, there are so few that you can trust from year to year and spores would have a great month. And then he'd be kind of hurt and working through it and have an awful month. And then he'd have a great two weeks and then be hurt and on the IL for, you know, three, four weeks and come back and try and pitch through it. And as recently as like September, I was like, all right, you're done with the Josh Spores experiment. It was, he had a good couple runs, but like, it's not a trustworthy guy. And then he was basically their best reliever the entire postseason. Same with, you know, I was about to say Naftali Feliz. <laughs> what, if <laughs> I I came, what if I came back in time in mid September when the, Rangers fell back a game and a half of a, of the third wild card spot. And I said, "Hey, Bryce, not only are the Rangers going to win the World Series, but it'll be Josh Spores on the mound earning the save, and not because it was like the 18th inning or something like that. Nope, it's the ninth inning. Your normal relievers are ready to go." And uh, Bochi said, "Spores is my guy." I would have laughed and said, "Yeah, that's just stupid enough to work." <laughs> All right, well, look at uh, – what are you thinking about this team going in to defend their World Series title? Are you? This is, by the way, my new tradition at Locked On is I'm going to have the uh, the winner of the World Series appear. The, 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 the Locked On host of the team that won the World Series would be my guest on the final day of the year so we could experience the final day of the year together. Uh, I know you want to be here a year from now. I do. Um what uh what do they need to do to get back? You know, the funny thing is, like, I, I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, they can do a lot. There's been some some unfun uh, discoveries with the Bally Sports scenario and money being tighter than it was before. And maybe Jordan Montgomery is not coming back. And oh, Max Scherzer is probably going to be out till midseason. And oh, they signed Tyler Malley, but he's going to be out till midseason. And I'm like, oh no, World Series trophy go. Brr, I don't care. Like, I will just go watch clips of Adoles Garcia hitting home runs in the postseason and Corey Seager's game tying homer. And uh, every moment of this postseason and be like, I literally don't care what happens for the rest of time. My one baseball dream has come true and nothing can take that away from me. And the thing that you said the night that the Rangers won it all of, you know, the next time your team goofs something up, you'll be like, oh, oh, I really wanted that. And it doesn't matter. It was literally like two weeks later, like every single other sports thing that has that will ever go wrong for the rest of my life. I'll be like, oh. Oh, well, who cares? Let me go watch Josh Sports close it out again and spike his glove because nothing else matters for the rest of time. It's absolutely beautiful. And I will literally if I ever get tired of watching it, take me out and back and shoot me in the head because something is horribly wrong. And and look, at uh, I'm, I'm not going to dignify shooting you in the head, but uh, <laughs> as a Boston fan, when they collapsed in 2011 and it was a huge, monstrous collapse. And my response was, ah, oh, man, that was it. That was it because life has moved on. Well, look at Bryce Patrick. Thanks for sharing your final moments of 2023 with me. And um, this has been Locked On MLB for December 31st, 2023. And if you'd like to sync us up with the final 10 seconds or so. So the clock is, it's now 11 59 and 48 seconds. Let's count it down. 10, yeah. 9, 8, 7. Seven, Come on, Bryce. 6, six 5, five four, 4, 3, 3 2, 1. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year! And for Ranger fans, you better hope Bryce is back. This has been Locked On MLB. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. About to sing Old Lang Syne, and you can call me Sully. Should old podcasters be <laughs> forgot and sell Bill?